0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the South Bay Show, South Bay Spotlight, on July 11th, 2019. Live, love, laugh, and leave a legacy. That's what we do here in the South Bay of Los Angeles, and it's a really beautiful place to do just that.
1: This segment of the South Bay Show is brought to you by Your Actualized Visions. A local advertising agency, Your Actualized Visions offers all your advertising needs under one roof, from logo design, business cards, banners, and signage, to online services such as website design, SEO management, promotional videos, reputation management, and loyalty promotions, you name it and Your Actualized Visions will handle it for you on time and under budget. Built on the needs of their clients, Your Actualized Visions is competitively priced and economical, saving you money and greatly enhancing your bottom line. At Your Actualized Visions, customer service is all local with one point of contact. No more dealing with robo-answering machines, getting the runaround, or speaking to someone in another country. Your Actualized Visions understands your hyper-local advertising needs and focuses on bringing you real clients. They do not buy likes, followers, or fake results. Your campaigns are real, built with real community followers who want to purchase your services and products. The only thing standing in the way of your company's success is you now picking up the phone right now and calling Your Actualized Visions at 310-413-8773. To learn more about what Your Actualized Visions can do for you and your company, visit the website at youractualizedvisions.com your actualized visions, your dreams today, not someday.
0: I'm your host, Joe Terry, and you can read all about our many adventures on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The South Bay Show. Persistence, passion, principle, and purpose, that's what we talk about here on The South Bay Show, and of course, I'm not alone because of our great partnership with South Bay by Jackie dot com, and executive producer of the South Bay Show, Jackie Balestra. Hey, Jackie, how are you?
1: I'm doing well, Joe. Happy post Fourth of July! Incredibly long weekend.
0: <laughs> Happy post Fourth of July to you.
1: Yes, yes. Did you have a good time? Doing yeah, fun. Yeah, had a good
0: time yeah and I was so glad to see you and John in the shop. I'm so glad you guys came by to see what what oh, I'm doing now
1: yeah 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 <laughs> we uh we 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 this weekend my husband John is looking to buy an electric bike yes. now everybody knows I've had mine for five years, changed my life, yes. I absolutely adore it. I go every place on it, and I've been after him for years. I'm like, you gotta get one, you gotta get one. You know the difference is he rides his bike for exercise. I ride my mm-hmm. bike to go to go places. You know, it's I, I've never mm-hmm. ridden a bike for exercise, and it just makes all the difference in the world. And he actually decided that he wants to start riding his bike to work. So we are mm-hmm. we are looking at all the various electric bike options out there. So that's kind of exciting. Um, I did want to mention uh, the Fourth of July. We went down to Terranea for uh, music on the meadows. A big event. It, yes. was, it was an all-day event. It was from like 1 in the afternoon till 9 at night. Uh, boy, what a terrific time. What a beautiful day it was, uh, at least on that side of the hill. I, I don't know what exactly what was going on on this side of the hill because I was down there all afternoon. We didn't come back until uh, just before the uh, fireworks started. We came back to uh, go watch mm-hmm. the fireworks. But, boy, that is a terrific event. I highly recommend it. It's a beautiful way to spend a summer day, especially on the 4th of July. Mhm. Great. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so well, anyway, uh, we yes? we have um an important topic that we're going to discuss today, and we have several yes. guests and I and I have a really long intro. So, uh shall okay. we get to it?
0: <laughs> Let's okay. get to it,
1: Jackie. Who are our guests today? Okay, our guests this morning are Rita Camp Camp, Lucia Ames, Lee Phillips, and Debbie Van Ness from MB Safe? That's Manhattan Beach Safe Alternatives for Everyone. Now, Lee Phillips serves as chairman of the board of directors for MB Safe and leads the educational committee, which strives to educate the community about homelessness. The increase in the homeless inspired her to form MB Safe, and her perspective on homelessness and its solutions is rooted in her belief in the dignity of human life, and the solution to homelessness is shelter finding solutions to homelessness is both the right and most cost-effective way to deal with the issue. She received her medical education at the University of California, Irvine, and her public health education at John Hopkins School of Public Health. Now, Rita Cabtree Camp sits on the board of MB Safe in addition to being the Secretary and Homeless Connect Chair. The Homeless Connect Committee will focus on outreach to the homeless in Manhattan Beach, engaging in conversation and assist in contacting services needed. The City of Manhattan Beach has a resource card that Rita has supplemented with other supplies that can be handed out. Through communication and education, helping people help themselves has been the foundation of everything Rita does, both professionally and personally. She has worked as a speech language pathologist with adults and children who have experienced a brain injury or stroke, is an advocate for children with special needs, and does outreach with individuals experiencing homelessness. A 30 plus year resident of Manhattan Beach, Debbie Van Ness is a writer producer with an extensive 25 plus year background as a communications professional. Born and raised in Chicago, she began her career as a journalist, broadcast journalist for an ABC affiliate in Peoria. She moved to the West Coast and had a decade-long career in corporate media relations with Southern California Edison, representing the utility's interest in the press. Debbie honed her skills in crisis communication management, having been on the San Onofre Nuclear Power Emergency Response Team. Now, after taking a short break to start a family, she returned to the workforce and got involved in children's advertising. In the last 15 years, Debbie has written and/or produced hundreds of media projects for brand heavyweights such as Barbie, Hot Wheels, Nickelodeon, Disney, Fisher Price, and more. She became involved with MB Safe to be proactive in keeping her community safe while working on compassionate solutions for the less fortunate who find themselves on the street due to any number of circumstances. Lucia Ames is president of the MB Safe board which was incorporated in February two thousand nineteen. Now Lucia Hills from Naples, Italy, where she worked as an attorney in a number of local government law positions, before being hired by the US Department of Defense to represent American interests in the Italian legal system. Her performance earned her a unique recognition with the notorious Civilian Service Award from the <laughs> United States Navy. She married her husband Greg in two thousand two and moved to the US to complete her Masters of Law at Harvard Law School. Now together they moved to Los Angeles where she became a US citizen and practiced securities and corporate law. Shortly after her first son began attending Pacific school, she retired from the law to dedicate her energies toward her family, community, and personal causes. In addition to MB Safe, Lucia served as a board member of the Pregnancy Help Center in Torrance, chairs the Performing Arts program on behalf of the Pacific Elementary School PTA, sits on the board of parents of GATE students for MBUSD, and further volunteers her time at American Martyrs Church where she teaches religious education for children and provides support on social justice issues and liturgical activities. Now Joe, this morning we're going to learn about the mission of MB Safe and what prompted the formation of this grassroots organization. Lucia, Rita, Lee, Debbie, welcome to the program. We are so glad you could join us this morning.
2: Thank you. Thank you for having thank me. You.
3: Thank you for thank you. Thank you. Thank Thanks you for
1: very us. much. And, and as Jackie
0: uh, led into this segment, uh, this is such an important topic for ourselves here in the South Bay, for Manhattan Beach, but also for all of Southern California and the nation. It's, it's a huge, huge issue throughout the nation. Of course, here in Southern California with our weather, uh, there's there's some special uh, uh, urgency because a lot of, of the homeless will gravitate here from other parts of the country where it is not safe or possible for people to be outside living, uh, on the street. But let's start, uh, with you, Lucia and Lee, uh, between the two of you, can you tell us where did the inspiration for MB safe come from?
4: So this is Lee. Um, like I like, um, Jackie mentioned I'm a physician and um for years I drove by Sepulveda and Rosecrans and I saw two homeless men living there, one on Rosecrans and one on Sepulveda. And even as a physician, I didn't know what to do. I knew in my heart it wasn't right, but I didn't know what to do. So I started, like everybody else, complaining. But that didn't mm. do any good. It felt good. It relieved some of, some of my anxiety, and it made me feel better, but it wasn't effective. And then when um, Artie died, he was the black man who lived in front of Fry's. It, it prompted me to move beyond complaining to get something done. He was bitten by a spider, and mm. that spider bite became infected, and he died. And mm-hmm. that's a preventable death in this day and age. We have antibiotics. And I imagine if he was someplace safe, he might still be alive today. So that inspired me mm-hmm. to take action and to move beyond complaining and just dig
3: in and get something done with Lucia.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yes, we, we, we met through next door and we decided to incorporate being, um, and be safe, and then we met uh, Rita
2: and
3: uh, uh, Debbie um, through Next Door. We reached out to the community to Next Door, and we had the first meeting, and uh, Debbie and Rita came to that meeting, and uh, and it's a perfect board because we have different kind of uh, skills, and we put them through this group. But, uh, we, we, we use those skills for this course. So our mm-hmm. approach mm-hmm. is, um, uh, we said, we call ourselves and be safe, safe alternatives for everyone. Because, um, when, uh, there still been an increase our homeless population, madam, which went from having two homeless people that everybody knew, uh, to 44 at some point it were 44. And, uh, um, and the discussions on uh, social media were vitriolic. And y- you can see that the community was divided, and uh, people that mm-hmm. had different opinions were really at each other. And uh, so we mm-hmm. thought that actually there were two concerns emerged. One was to uh, take care of the homeless people in a compassionate way, and the other one is mm-hmm. to preserve public spaces for public use, and public health and public safety, so we uh, not to become another Venice beach, another Santa Monica beach, because um, it's not good for anybody, it's not good for the community, it's not good for the homeless people, and we saw that
0: I think I've lost Lucia.
1: Well, she's still no. She's still on. I. Uh, she's she. Her call hasn't dropped. Maybe maybe it's her phone. Um. I will wait to see what happens there. But, um. What okay. what Lucia was saying. What Lucia was saying mm-hmm. about uh, how vitrolic uh the conversation about homelessness on, uh mm-hmm. the next door can you, website. Can you, can you hear next, me now? Hello. Yes. 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 You, yeah. We can yeah. hear you now. Yeah. Okay. Um. But I think you know we can all agree that. These people need help, and we all I, we all want to help them. We all want to. I think we can all agree on that. It's just it, it's a matter of how to go about helping people. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, and uh, I think so,
3: that you know it's also a question of what means
1: compassion. Uh, yeah,
3: and compassion right. is not just a feeling of doing what makes you feel better. You're not so able to do whatever is good for the other person, and uh, and uh, just. Uh, let a person living on the street is uh, is not compassionate, or giving a sandwich is not compassionate uh, I heard I read the that uh, the problem with the food is we will call them foodless, not homeless. The problem is that they don't have a home, and so the effort should be uh, should be focused on towards uh, sheltering and housing, not improving okay. their condition on the street.
1: Okay. Okay. No, I I, I, wanna, I just I want give... to ask. What, I just want to ask well, you real uh, uh, quick. What? What? What is the homeless count in Manhattan Beach now? What? Like as of today, last week. So this is Lee.
4: <clears throat> this is Lee. Can you hear me?
2: Yes.
1: Yes. Yes.
4: Okay. So the official homeless count came out for 2019 in Manhattan Beach. The count, which is takes place in January, in the winter at night shows that Manhattan Beach has 19 homeless people. We have a total of nine living on the street. And we have 10 that are living in cars, vans, and RVs. That, but that probably doesn't tell the whole story, though. Um, so this was this account from Manhattan Beach. But if you live in the beach cities, you know they're pretty much connected. And homeless right. people like you and I move to different cities to get our um, – our needs met. So, um, the homeless people move between Manhattan Beach, Hermosa Beach, and Redondo Beach, and El Segundo, just depending on where food is served, where the showers are. Um, so, this is the one point in time, and our um, during the winter. And like you said earlier, with the warm weather, we do get more homeless.
0: Mm. Mm. Yeah, uh, potentially
4: so the
3: potential homeless population are 200 people in the Dondo. So, yeah, all okay. the
0: same. So, okay, did you want to? Uh, so, uh uh-huh. I'm sorry. I just want to give uh-huh. Debbie and Rita a a, a chance to uh, establish their connection with MB Safe and their their mm-hmm. entry into mm-hmm. the discussion. So, let's start with you, Debbie. How did you find out about the uh, MB safe and what was your approach initially? Uh
5: yes, thank you. Um well, I as uh, Lucia mentioned, we all started discussing the issue on Nextdoor because we saw rise in numbers of the homeless and people sleeping on our streets. And we've watched what happened in Venice and Santa Monica where, you know, the good intentions of the people there, giving them safe spaces to sleep and letting them uh, camp wherever they wanted and passing out uh, cards and money was just not working. And we did not want that to be a problem here in Manhattan Beach. And it's a... Very sensitive topic and controversial topic because people think sometimes, oh, we just don't want them here. Well, of course, nobody wants them anywhere, but what we want to do is find compassionate solutions to get them off the street and help them uh, with the services that they need. So we started discussing, and we mm-hmm. met on Nextdoor, and that, that's how we all got involved. And when we met, we, mm-hmm. as Lucia said, we kind of uh, – had a good mix of resources between us and we decided to work together Mm -hmm. and and form this bond
0: so so, uh, Lee led with the issue that she saw homeless that she knew she saw them on a regular basis like this gentleman that lived near Fry's and she learned to know him by name this is not normal this is not what most people do. Um Debbie, how how did you what was your initial reason for for being concerned about this issue? About the people themselves or about their impact on the community? Well,
5: both, of course. Um you know, I've lived here 32 years, as uh, Jackie said, and we always knew a person here and there. There were a couple of people that that have been around a long time, you know, like living on the streets. I know one, one, one of them had a family here, and, you know, there's nothing you can do about that sometimes. But when the numbers started increasing, it became um, evident that it was not going to be a good trend, and the people mm. – That we saw on the street Were I mean they're people and you want to help Them but what is the best way Mm -hmm. to help Them that's what we we started to determine Mm -hmm. And it's also Not um, What's the word it's not fair To the rest of the community when they have To walk through doorways Or uh, post office Mm -hmm. Or library and have people Sleeping Mm -hmm. uh, all over the Place or you know just Being around with issues and a lot of Them have mental health issues and it's it's very sad to see, yes. it. and we wanted to get we wanted yeah. to get these people the resources and the help that they needed.
0: No, you know, I, um, I want to uh, go to Debbie. Rita and give her an opening statement. Uh, time, Rita, this is your opening yes. statement, and I'm going to give you a difficult problem. And the difficult problem okay. is, Rita, I, I want I want you to respond, but I also want you to to respond to what Debbie was talking about. You know, in Santa Monica. It's almost it's almost an advent, an advan, what am I trying to say it's an advantage if you're homeless to challenge the police because if the police don't approach you in the right way uh you know uh they could be uh in trouble it's really become quite confrontational in in
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh Santa Monica Rita. Yes
2: Yes um Okay, so how do I respond to that? I, I got well, involved to in Manhattan Beach Safe because for years I have um, said hello. I say hello to all my neighbors. It's, it's how I grew up. So if I see a person, I say good morning. Um, started having some conversations with a couple of different people that were living on the streets and found the very troubling when an individual pulled out his wallet at starbucks and said i don't know whether he has one of these gift cards or so they use some of my cash and i went wow uh, you shouldn't be living on the streets you you're doing rather well and he said yeah but that's how i make it here um and I thought to myself, my goodness, what are we doing to this person perpetuating his life on the street, which is not good for his health and his well-being? Um, and that's when I said, wow, we we have to do better as a community to help people help themselves. Um, and that's how I feel as far as the situation in Santa Monica or Venice or the growing situation here that the police department is not able to do their job, which is to enforce ordinances mm-hmm. and, and compassionately treat people in the way that they should be treated. People should not live on the streets. It's not a crime to live on the streets, but it's not healthy for that person. It's not helping them and their long-term Lifespan, the average lifespan of an individual living on the streets for a male is 48 years old and for a female is 43 years old. To think about what those people go through on a day-to-day basis is deplorable that we are comfortable handing them a $20 bill and saying, having a nice day, take care of yourself. How are they supposed to take care of themselves when they don't know where to go to the bathroom, take a shower, or get a meal? That's unfair of us to put that onus on them to take care of themselves. So we have to take back control and say, we appreciate that you have found yourself on the streets and we are going to help you find a different place to exist because this isn't right for you. Mm -hmm. And we have to empower our police department and our community to Help people compassionately, and, as Lucia said, compassionate mm-hmm. isn't what's comfortable or what the person wants, because I do hear a lot, but they say it's their they want to live on the streets well that's that's not compassionate, and that's not caring yeah. and that's not healthy uh, Jackie. <clears throat>
1: Yes, I, I have all, a million things to comment on here. Uh, <laughs> it's, it, we, we're only 20 minutes into the show. I've got so many things I want to ask about. Well, first off, um, as I think it was Lee earlier saying um, about how, you know, you grow up someplace, you're there for many years, and you get to know your local homeless community. And you want to know something funny? You know, I grew up in New York City in the 60s and 70s and 80s. And in, in Midtown Manhattan, and we had our two homeless people that the community knew by name and took care of. You know, they 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 had issues and they wanted to be on the street, but the community took care of them. When that exploded in the in the late 70s, mid to late seventies, it it was a completely different ball game. And 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 you know, 19 people doesn't sound like a lot, but Manhattan Beach is a small community. You know what is it? 30, Thirty-five, thirty-eight thousand people. You know, so to, so to have you know nineteen, twenty people, and that number explodes in the in the in the nicer weather. It does become an issue. Um, and mm-hmm. I just I, I just Jackie, wanted to make I just yeah.
3: want to say, uh, like, you have to consider also the number in Hermosa and in Redondo, because by definition they are they are they don't have a home, so they they move from city to city. Also, the concept of a resident homeless is a, is a, an elusive because uh, I, you know the same homeless that go to eat in a motor, they come panhandling in Manada Beach and they can sleep either right. in Manada Beach in Moza Right. So, actual and if you consider that the, the homeless population in Redondo Beach is 197 homeless people, so these are the same homeless people that are on the train in Manada Beach or on the spread in Moza. So the number is not just 19.
1: And, right. Um, no, no, the- I I understand that. I, yeah, I understand that. No, you're right. Uh, and Redondo Beach, the number is much bigger. And all the beach cities and connecting cities are all very close to each other. I see the same homeless people in Manhattan Beach and Redondo and Lomita. I see. You know, they migrate, as you said, to where the services are. Um, now, now the services has become an issue. Um from what I understand, there are a couple of uh, I think I think one is the church uh, and another organization that um, are are basically like a, a soup kitchen type situation they set up one or two days a week, um, which by the way, churches and service organizations have been doing that forever, you know I, mm-hmm. since the dark ages and probably before and 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 thank goodness they are there to pick up what the government you know when things slip through the crack with the government uh, but it's another story when these organizations are doing those things and the people that live in the community don't feel safe uh, who wants to who wants to touch on that? Uh, this is Lee
4: um, so again um, our we think that our mission is to achieve Um, Through education, community engagement, and collaboration with the public, um, we believe in in funding shelter beds. And as we said before, feeding on the streets and enabling or or helping people stay on the streets is not living. We want to help our homeless move to shelter where they can thrive and regain their life. So that's you know, um, and what we, we – we are working with other city residents groups, and every city has to approach this problem differently. But we believe in providing shelter as a step, as, as – as, as help. that's what the homeless need, a home, a shelter, a roof over the head, and somebody to care for them. Three meals a day, showers, bathroom, clean linen. And, and that's what we're really advocating for. As I said before, I drove down Povin and Rosecrans and I didn't know what to do. So part of what we're going to do is education, educating our community on best practices. And, and that's really um, one of our strengths. Um, and, and I think that's achievable for Manhattan Beach. I see with 19 Homeless, we can find a solution. And I think that we can be a leader in, in that area for the for the beach cities and for Los Angeles, and I think that is inspiring for me. Okay, so, I, have
1: I have to ask. I have to ask. Does Manhattan Beach have a shelter?
4: We do not no. have a shelter. We, we are a resident group, and and that's beyond our remit. And and we thought about this for a long time, and we cannot wait. We already have had deaths <coughs> on the street, preventable deaths, and we cannot wait. We cannot wait one more day. Well,
1: Artie already,
4: okay. already was only 36 years old. I bet everybody on this phone call is over 36 years old. Everybody on this call has had infection, and we've taken antibiotics, and we went on our way. We are a citizen's group. All we can do is advocate and, and raise funds for shelter debts. But, um, all right.
1: Okay. Jackie, okay, so. I
5: want to also add that it's not just a shelter that you think of in terms of, you know, like the downtown shelters where you go and you stay for a day and then you have to leave at night and come back the next day and hope you have a cot. <laughs> It's a place where you can permanently live with services because the shelter itself without services, whether, you know, there's many reasons to be homeless. There's a lot of mental uh, health issues on the street. There's a lot of addiction issues. And those two kind of like those, those populations kind of cross over from one or the other. You stay homeless long enough, you become addicted. You're addicted long enough, you have mental health issues. You know, and then, and then there's the, the people who are just like, oh, down on their luck, I lost my job. Those people are easy to help. The others not so much, so they have to have a place to stay long term, where they can get the services to address the issues for the reasons they became homeless to begin with. It's not just okay. you know like here's a bed, here's a cou- or here's a, a shower, here's a meal. It's it's much more than that because okay. we won't solve the problems if you've just got
1: people you know just handing out showers and meals. Okay, just, so so, so the- uh, from what I under from what I understand. I, I think it's Manhattan Beach, that has a uh, – the police officers, I don't know, one or two days a week or something has a person right along with them that um, – uh, like a, a homeless advocate or something. I don't know what the proper term is. Is, is that
2: correct? Case manager.
1: Case manager, hey, yeah. Case manager. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, okay, first off, where are places like what you're discussing, uh, uh, these shelters that where people can – live for an extended amount of time. It is, where is the model for that? Where does that happen?
5: Um, well, Rita, there, and Rita probably have the best information on that.
2: Rita, do you want to answer or do you want me to answer? Sure. Me- um, okay, so the, the research, there, there are shelters. In, um, they're going to be building one in San Pedro. Currently there is one in Bell. There's a variety of shelters around this area. And they, like for example, a Salvation Army shelter, will provide social, medical, and supportive services, um, and that includes um, things like <clears throat> classes and and AA and NA and job um, job training. <clears throat> the problem with shelters is that that if you walked up to someone today and said, "Hey, can I get you into a shelter today?" And they say, well, I don't want to go, it's not safe, I, they, they, I can't lock up my stuff, I can't bring all my stuff there, um, and then tomorrow morning I have to be out and I have to start all over again. So that was the, the conundrum that we, we recognized. So we went out and did some questioning. What if you bought us shelter bed? We talked to people in different communities and they said, we purchased beds for a year. And that way, if a person we approached a person and said, Hey, would you go to a shelter? If you knew you could stay there every night, you could store your stuff. You could get services. You could go out during the day, Mm -hmm. do job training or, or do a job or go visit family and friends. And then come back at the night, knowing your stuff was still going to be there. And your, your bed was going to be the same bed every single night. And you didn't have to line up by one or two in the afternoon and hope to get a bed. Um, and so that was when we said, "Okay, that's probably what people—that's what people need." And so we asked around a variety of shelters, and the, the shelter that is available to provide provides all those social, medical, and supportive services is in Bell. That's the the, the close. It's about twenty miles away, which in reality is not that far. But it, um, they did indicate that yes, they have will allow us. Purchase beds, and then we, the police, can offer that bed to an individual who would then be able to stabilize their their own self with getting a good night's sleep and getting a shower, and then being able to work towards helping themselves. When you say,
1: when you say buy a bed, who, the city, individuals raise funds. We. we are asking
2: – Manhattan Beach Safe has presented to, the idea to the Homeless Task Force in Manhattan Beach, um, and they have thus – and Lee and, and Lucia are on that committee. They have yeah. so, indicated that, yes, they so, support that action and will present it to the city of Manhattan Beach to purchase two beds as a trial to the so tune of $50 okay, a night, I,
1: which presides on okay, So services. So that's a, so, okay, Becky, so that's something that that's the city will – you will go to the the homeless task force, will go to the city, present this, and it will be up to the city. And that will be something that – so Manhattan Beach Police can say, okay, we have two people that need beds, and you have already provided for them. Yes? Yes.
3: Yes, that would be – Meaning the that uh, Buff uh, Lee and I are on the homeless task force of the city. Um, actually, when – this was the first thing that Lee and I – even before forming NBC, advocated for the creation of a task force and the, uh, the appointment of uh, a homeless liaison for the community. They was responsible for the coordination of the homeless policies in the city, and the city council has been very responsive because, especially Richard Montgomery uh, and Steve Napolitano, were very responsive on this, and uh, uh, they actually the city council approved. Uh, the, the creation of a homeless task force, and uh, and, and they appointed George Gabriel as uh, the homeless liaison. So the homeless task force meets every month, and NBC uh, um, presented with both the homeless task force and the city council the idea of buying a shelter bed, and the homeless task force visited the Bell Shelter, it is a wonderful shelter. they even have an organic garden, uh, so the food is provided by this organic garden and uh, and the the homeless task force approved to recommend the acquisition of two shelter beds as a pilot program to the city council so now they, the thing now a staff report has to be drafted, and the matter has to go before the city council. Clearly we are reaching out to the entire community to support the task force to reach out to the city council members to make sure that, that this is approved and um, the problem with the coordinating, the entry system uh, as it is now is that uh, uh, it does not facilitate the acquisition of shelter beds for a longer term so we have to go almost work around the system and uh, because we can reach out to closer shelters like Long Beach in San Pedro that uh, because of the you know, because of the way in which the coordinate system works, they will not they will not to having a contract with the city of Manara Beach for a longer term solution.
1: And, I say uh, so I, I, because I get that.
3: the site, the cycle, the cycle that Vida was talking about, will continue because then you don't, you don't give, you have to give the, the, the person the possibility, the opportunity to stabilize their life enough to resolve the issues that brought them to be homeless. And it's, it's just a, occasional; it's just one night. It's not going to happen. So the only shelter we found, the closest shelter we found, was on one on Bell in that without hmm
1: all right, so so going back to something somebody mentioned it earlier about uh, laws, the municipal codes and such. Now, from what I understand, um, I think this goes for all the beach cities. If the city does not have a shelter, they cannot force people off the street. So, if if the city doesn't have a shelter to provide these people with, they can't say, "Sorry, you can't be here. You got you got to move along or something." Um, By the way, last night on the news, I saw that the city of Austin, Texas, has just legalized camping on the streets. They've legalized it. They've made it legal for people to camp on the streets.
4: Yes, uh, that is correct. I I saw that also. But I I want to go back to um, our police department. Um, The officers, uh, we have a very good relationship with our police department. And um, the officers are specifically trained to deal with homeless. And the the group you mentioned is called the MET Team. It's a mental health worker with a police officer. And together they go out and they, um, if there's a call for mental health services or somebody appears to be having a mental health issue, they'll go out and, and interact with them. And the police officers and this mental health clinician does a mental health assessment If needed, they'll take that person for um, psychiatric care. If not, and the person appears homeless, they'll provide um, outreach, an outreach card and help them to get to services. And they build a relationship. Um, So the police, I think, have been very proactive in in that regard. And, um, Mm -hmm. And they know all the homeless in the city, and they feel that the homeless would be open to taking a shelter bed if it meant long-term stabilization. Um, and I think you know, there's two, there's always multiple ways to attack a problem. I think being proactive and um, professional and does a lot more than being reactive. So I think having shelter beds, building uh, professional relationships with the homeless. And working with them with services to get them to accept it is the way to go in Manhattan Beach.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that would work, Joe. I think that would work with with all the beach cities.
0: I love the idea of shelter beds. I think I think with the certainty that you could have as 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 someone who's between homes or however we want to say it, someone has the certainty that they can leave. Get job training, uh, as, as someone said, visit friends and family, and then come back and know you have a place to stay and that your, st- your st- stuff is safe. That's the beginning of the transition out of homelessness, and, uh, and uh, we should advocate for that. I love that. I really do.
4: And, and um, you, did, you did ask about shelters in the beach cities. Um, so- yes. Realistically large shelters it takes a lot of resource resources to, to have a shelter and they, they face a lot of opposition and and I think in terms of solutions, what might work in the big cities are group homes. These are homes single family homes and they house four to six to eight individuals there's a a manager maybe with specialized skills that helps. Homeless adjust to living in a house, and I think that might be a solution to the beach cities. Um, realistically, a large shelter takes up a large footprint, um, and it's going to be a, a really long-term solution. Um, but small boarding care homes um, that are already established in the beach cities as a viable solution, a long-term solution, and they fit in well with the with the with the neighbors. Neighborhoods.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. they're not. I mean, we all know how expensive real estate is in in the South Bay. I mean, I, and mm-hmm. and there's and there's no space available. I mean, everything is mm-hmm. built out. Already, right. You know, there there's not like there's mm-hmm. a ton of open space anywhere it, in Southern California. You know, you you got to go, you got to go east. You know, to 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 find yeah. some space. So. Mm-hmm. No, Mm-hmm. Well, clearly this is I a, think- a much
5: wider issue, as, as you all know, you know, with other cities and the state and, and even the whole country, which, of course, we can't tackle that whole problem. We just can tackle what we have here uh, and hopefully eventually, you know, have some effect on, on the rest of it. But as we said, you know, shelter without services is not going to do anybody any good. These people clearly need services to help them establish some kind of normal living life that most people live.
0: Mhm.
5: So we wow. we do so have
4: a number of will, a committee. We do have a number of committees and each of us heads a committee. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Well, what us committees about
1: are
4: those? Committee. So
5: at least, at least I the I answer. Answer.
4: I don't
5: know if Rita or Debbie want to start. Um, yes. Well, I, I mean, I have the communications committee, and one of the things we want to do, of course, n- you know, first and foremost is educate the public about the things that we have learned about um, what why people are homeless and what, you know, other people, are, other cities are doing and what we uh, hope to do and engage the community in that discussion. We see a lot of stuff going on on next door and you know there's a lot of misinformation out there and a lot of people have opinions without really thinking through uh what what you know the the issue what the issues are and how difficult a problem it is to solve so that's number one we want to engage everybody and um you know then there are other committees that will do outreach and you know let everybody talk about their own but that but that's the first thing that we want to do is is get those people, and of course we need help with all these things that that we want to do. So we encourage people to get involved. We would like to also uh, establish some contact and rapport with some of our legislators, maybe, and maybe get involved in the uh, bigger picture of what what can be done and what the what the solutions are.
3: And, uh, 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 and for the education for the education part, I would really uh, uh, like to just would like to everybody know this here. I think we're going to have a, a meeting at the Welcome Center of American Fires an informational meeting uh, on August 14th at 7 p.m. and uh, about what the hom- a homeless connect is. Rita, do you want to talk about it? Sure, sure. Um,
1: um, uh, wait, I'll wait, be- one, more, one more thing. Tell me again where this meeting is going to be held on August 14th. Where's the meeting going to be? Okay, on? August, August 14th,
3: seven p.m., the Welcome Center facility at American Martyrs Church in Manhattan Beach. At American, 14th, Martyr. 20th, yes. American Martyrs. American Martyrs. American Martyrs. <clears throat> yeah, American Martyrs is a Catholic Church. Welcome Center okay. is open to the public and, and uh, uh, close to the parking lot. And uh, Rita is going to introduce what, what these homeless connect. So at Maybe she can talk about it a little bit now.
2: Yeah, Rita. Rita. So, uh, yes, um, on on that evening, I will be discussing um, essentially what our committee called, which we decided to call Homeless Connect, um, which will be an and it's an outreach approach to um, individuals in our community. Um, and essentially, I guess what we want to say is um, be kind to the people in your area. Get to know who's here so we can understand better um, how to help individuals. So that evening I'll be discussing first and foremost judgment, when to approach, when not to approach. Um, Sometimes an individual is not really approachable or doesn't want to be approached. Um, We have a couple of those in our community. Um, but that doesn't mean you don't observe, and if you notice that somebody needs assistance, um, there are some things you can do to help somebody. Um, contacting the Manhattan Beach City Police and saying, you know, it looks like this person's not feeling well, or it looks like this person, you know, is doing some self-harm, so you might want to go chat with him. And they're, they have 13, at least 13 officers that are trained to understand how to approach and just talk to a homeless individual. Um, there are also phone numbers you can call. So that night we'll be discussing how do you go about going online for LA Hop or making the phone call to 211 and how, how, how does that play out and how that will help an individual. Um, Homeless Connect Committee is essentially the idea that we're going to
1: compassionately
2: address the individuals in our community, community that are experiencing homelessness and not just complain. And whine and gripe about a situation that um, an individual is facing. Being homeless. if you're
1: not part of the if you're not part of the solution, you're the problem, right?
2: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And there there are always always something that can be done. Um, a big point of of our our approach at MB Safe and also with the Homeless Connect Committee <clears throat> will be a hand up, not a hand out. And real change not spare change so we are encouraging helping somebody approach services by calling LAHOP or or 211 versus handing them a $20 bill and telling them to have a nice day Um, Mm. because that is just perpetuating their situation on the street versus getting them um, in connection with the services that they need now understanding that it's not going to be done on one or two connections with an individual. It takes an average of 20 to 30 um, encounters with an individual, a hello, a how are you, a conversation, before an individual will gain enough trust um, to even accept any type of help from you. So it's really important that we not walk by somebody and, and downcast our eyes or look away or hand them a $20 bill. The more important thing is to say, hey, and hey, look, I, I keep seeing you here every day. What are you up to? Um, and where are you from? How did you get over here? Um, it's amazing what conversations you can have with a person. Um, I engaged for a long time an individual, Stephen, um, who indicated he wanted to be a policeman, in a, ultimately through our conversations. And we talked long and hard about you know, how that wasn't going to be possible if he was living on the streets, but if he got out of sh- uh, into a shelter and he could maybe stabilize his life where he could study and um, the resistance where he could study and do laundry and be clean and, and potentially get there, I don't know. Was it possible he could be a policeman? Who knows, but not if he was living on the streets.
1: And right. mm-hmm.
2: when I responded to him and said, but Stephen – you need the shelter, and he's like, "I, I don't, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I, I make money on the streets, so this is more lucrative. So, what oh, were boy. we really doing to him? Perpetuating his life on the street as opposed to him giving him an opportunity to potentially fulfill a dream. That's not compassionate. Um,
1: I, I have a question, uh, a little off the beaten path. Somebody mentioned the Salvation Army earlier, and and – Facilities that provide more long term, with some training and and other needs. Um, There is a Salvation Army uh, property in Redondo. It's right across the street from the harbor. Does anybody know what is that one of these shelters? Does anybody know what they do?
4: Um, This is Lee, and um, I actually um, it's a long story. But I had to look for a, a place for my brother, and that's really an apartment. Um, it might be a low-income, subsidized apartment-type place. Oh, okay. But, it, but it's not a
1: shelter, yeah. Um, oh, so, so do they provide services there, do you know, or is it strictly just apartments? Um,
4: I think it's apartments, and I don't know about service, services, but I know it is, it's long-term
1: apartments. Okay. All right. I always wondered <laughs> what, what that was there. Well, <laughs> gosh, you know, this hour is just flying by. Um Tell us how people can connect with MB Safe if people want to get involved. Where do they go? Is there a website? You know, uh, email address, phone number? Give us some contact information so that if uh, people in your community want to get involved, how can they? How can they find you?
4: So, so this is Lee. I just I, this is Lee. I just want to, I know we had an introduction of the board members, but we have one board member who was not able to attend today. Lou Tamashaw, he's our um, financial expert and a CPA. So I just to So we do have a lot of expertise on our board, and we're a registered nonprofit organization, and we are able to accept tax-exempt donations. Um, we hope to fundraise for shelter beds to complement what the city can do, and um, I think I heard somebody else. That was going to give contact information.
1: Who wants to who wants to give contact info?
5: Well, we do have a Facebook page, and um, Be Safe on Facebook. So that's one. We uh, hope we're a young group, so we haven't. Been, and we do own the the domain name MBSAFE.org, but we we are in the process of building out a website, so that will be available at some point. Uh, it is not up and running just yet. Um, there will be a newsletter going out to people who sign up for our email list and so far we've gotten some people and we we gotten names from people at our first informational meeting and hopefully if people come to the rest they'll they'll sign up for that as well and wow. those are the those are the main ways right now but again okay. if we right. keep well, going we'll have more yeah. more
2: more, we more have, um, yeah uh, we also have a um web uh uh, an address mbsafe at outlook dot com, so people can reach out to us um, via email if they're not on Facebook.
1: Okay, mbsafe mm-hmm. at outlook dot com. All right, yeah, and,
3: and we have a, um, so and, we so I'm sorry? with our supporters. We communicate with our supporters through Facebook through the Facebook page, through a, a mailing list. Um, okay. So.
1: Oh, there's something wrong with Lucia's, Lu, Lucia's phone. Is going in and out. Um, it's yeah. Getting a little troubled. But um, okay. So if anybody wants to contact you, they can go to they can email mbsafe at outlook. Com, and also on August 14th at 7 p.m., you're going to have uh, an outreach meeting at the Welcome Center facility at American Martyrs Church in Manhattan Beach uh if people are interested uh they want to learn how, how you can be part of the solution you can attend that uh it's free to attend um you know i just want to mention one thing that uh is pertinent to this conversation um, we live in a in a fantastic place in in, in the south bay and mm. uh we all know that tourism is a big part of our individual communities and as a whole. Uh, you know, people want to come to Redondo Beach. People want to come to Manhattan Beach. You know, we spend a lot of money on, a, on a, uh, you know, visitors bureaus and, and, and getting the word out, you know, come visit us. It's a great place to live. It's a great place to visit. A couple of years ago, uh, my husband and I uh, took our very first trip to Portland, Oregon. we had never been there before. Uh, we were going up to see some friends. We were going to do some fishing. But we had never been to Portland, so we wanted to stay in downtown Portland and we've got a great hotel. It's a beautiful city. Unfortunately, the homeless problem is so bad there. It is so bad that yep. we will not go back there anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Until that issue is corrected, we're like, we would never go back there and we would never recommend it to anybody because coming out of our hotel, and literally every place in downtown Portland, you had to step over people just to walk down the street. And, yeah. and the vast majority of these people were young kids. I understand that there a lot of runaways, uh, you know, for many years they, they gravitated towards Seattle, and now they're gravi- they've been gravitating towards Portland. But Portland is not going to see any more of my visitor dollars until they clean up that mess, and it's a mess. There, are, there, you any street you walk down, it, it's lined with tents, and and mm. I feel for these people, but that is not what I went to Portland to experience, and I know but that sounds a little it's harsh, it's but that, but if that but it's if it's that starts happening. happening, if that starts happening in Manhattan Beach, don't you think that's going to affect the tourist industry?
5: Absolutely, Jackie. You bring up a really good point. It's already happening in Santa Monica and Venice. I mean. And we're, yeah. and, and like you said, Austin, San Francisco, which used to be one of my favorite cities. I don't like to go there anymore either. It's not normal. And we've no, we're letting this be normalized. And it's not normal to yeah. walk over bodies to go whatever and just ignore them. And they're faceless. They become faceless. And yeah. it, it's just not normal. And we can't let that exist. And. I know there's a lot of controversy about what you can do or should do or whatever, but we may have to, you know, start forcing people into some sort of help situation. We can't because it's – and that's what our name implies, Manhattan Beach Safe, safe alternatives for everyone. We have a right to walk down the street without being, um, you know, fearful because somebody with a mental illness is chasing somebody or, you know – we we didn't discuss this, but there's a lot of uh, public elimination, personal elimination going on on the streets.
1: Uh, Health Uh, issues, absolutely. Exactly, health issues.
5: So yes, you are absolutely right and it's not going to be good for anybody in the community if we allow this to grow and we should learn from these other cities that are experiencing these uh, surges in homeless. You know, I have people, who friends who live in Santa Monica now and they, you know, have always been like, oh, live and let live, let them, be. and they're like, oh, man, we've got to do something. This is getting out of hand. And once the pro- as you know, any problem that you let grow and grow and grow, it, it gets harder to deal with rather than easier to deal with. So we should be dealing with this now while our numbers are still relatively low as opposed to letting it get out of proportion, and then we don't know what to do because it, it becomes really, really hard. It's a hard issue already.
1: It is, it well, is, and I, I'll tell you, I won't, I won't be, I won't be visiting Austin anytime soon either. You know, I mean, as I said, they just legalized. Okay, I know, I know that that shortens my leash. You know, I know that, that I'm going to be missing stuff. But I've been to Austin several times. It was a beautiful city. Um, I've had my experience yeah. there. As I, you know, the power of the dollar says a lot. So cities have to get wise to this if it's going to affect the cities. The cities economically, you know, that's an issue. I you know, be, and of course, you, of course, as exactly, you just I mentioned,
3: I've been, a, i been a, a, I because I went to Austin a few months ago, and they were such a good, you know, actually they were a model for me because they adopted the food finders as a, a solution. So they were collecting, uh, city uh, public places, restaurants, hotels, They were collecting. They were, getting were, you can collect. Uh, food for the, for the shelters and they were addressing the problem in terms of sheltering and housing now it's reversed, completely reverse. but it is a, a question of what needs to be um, compassionate what, and what means freedom because um, it's not compassionate to allow people to live on this end and it's not freedom of using public spaces for private use and yeah, well, almost, again,
1: it, 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 you have the health issue. It has a it's cost. a health issue. If, the, a- if people are if people are defecating and urinating on the street, if there are needles on the street, you know, we're already hearing about typhoid and bubonic plague and other awful, you know, dark-aged <laughs> diseases that have returned. Um, it, it, look, it's not good for anybody. It's not good for the homeless. It's not good for the community. And I'm so sorry that, gosh, this just flew by Joe. we got to wrap this up.
0: Yes. Well, what an important subject. Uh, we've heard some great solutions. Um, obviously, I think uh, we need um, creative uh, business community to get involved, um, potentially a, a financial solution to creating uh, shelters which, which are, are supported by uh, the community, supported by the public policymakers, and uh, financially uh, viable uh, shelters that are financially viable seems a long-term solution. So, thank you, everyone, for joining us today. Uh, Rita, Lucia, Lee, Debbie, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you.
2: Thank for, you, having you for having us. Thank, thank you. you. And we look. Thank, thank you. you.
0: We look forward to more uh, information from Manhattan Beach Safe Safe Alternatives for everyone. And uh, Lee, um, can you just give us the the Date and time of the next meeting and contact information clearly for everyone.
4: MB Safe, Safe Alternatives for Everyone. Our Facebook page yes. is MB Safe. Our email is MBSafe at Outlook.com. Our next meeting is educational. It's led by Rita, Homeless Connect, yes. August 14th yes. at American Martyrs. Welcome
0: Center. All right. Uh, All right ladies seven, and gentlemen, that's seven, our show seven, for today. Um, yes.
1: Sorry?
0: Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. That's our show. Uh, thank you, Jackie.
1: Always a pleasure, Joe.
0: All right. We'll see everybody tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye. Take care. Okay.
3: Thank you for having us.